Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to Voices from the Bench. We are at our anniversary episode of 104. My name is Elvis. My name is Barbara, and I do believe it's our two-year anniversary and episode 104, correct? Yeah, two years, 52 weeks a year. That brings us to episode 104. Congratulations, Barb. Yeah, so that's actually our birthday and our anniversary. Congratulations to you as well. Super happy. Yeah, unfortunately, not a whole lot to celebrate right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of an oxymoron even saying celebration with the, with the whole world gone crazy. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But at the same time, we feel that we need to keep going forward. We need to still produce content for our industry. Well, I think it's super prudent for us to be talking about the coronavirus right now. Yeah, we apologize right off the bat. This episode is going to be a little bit longer because we got a lot to cover. Not only do we want to bring you the content we were originally going to bring you, but we also wanted to bring in a special segment to talk about the COVID-19 virus. I like how you refer to it as the COVID-19 virus. That's so professional. Yeah. I think you're the expert on it right now. Just saying. (laughs) I have a lot of free time. (laughs) It's no secret that our country, the world, and our industry is in a crazy place right now. Mm -hmm. This COVID-19 virus has put a lot of pressure and stress on everybody. As dentists close their practices to everything other than emergency cases... The workloads in our labs get lighter and lighter. It is definitely a trying time and an important time for labs to be supportive of each other and to know that when all this is done, we will be needed again. And because of how important it is to have correct information for our industry, Barb and I had a conversation with Bennett Napier from NADL to give us some verified updates regarding the dental laboratory industry and the COVID-19 virus. Please remember that this was recorded on Friday, March 20th in the afternoon, and we all know how quick this news changes. Yeah. So join us as we get an update from Bennett Napier. Obviously, the NADL is getting a ton of calls. And what have been people asking? What are some common questions? What have you been telling them? Where can we get information posted? Sure. Certainly, we thank both Elvis and Barb. We appreciate both of you taking the time to to do this. I would say it's a pleasure to be on today, but not certainly because of the topic, but just in the spirit of being able to share information, which is what we're all trying to do in this kind of environment that we're all in. So I'd say when COVID started, even going into, you know, back into January, long before it's the state we're in now. We had calls coming in primarily, as you would imagine, focused on infection control processes and, you know, were the protocols any different from normal situations? And so that was certainly, you know, January, February, the nature of the calls that we were uh, were receiving, certainly in the last seven days, if you will, that is less of the questions, although those are still occurring. Uh-huh. It's now business continuity and the hourly, daily changes in terms of regulations, uh, in terms of keeping the doors open and or their clients' doors open. And so what we've been trying to do through NADL and certainly Barb probably picked the worst year to be president, but she yeah, is. I know. <laughs> um, Bummer. You know, with that said, 
effectively majority of questions this week, and I would imagine continuing on, um, will be relative to employment situations as, as business owners in our community make decisions on short-term or long-term decisions on furloughs or layoffs, and reduction in hours. And, you know, it's an ever-changing um, landscape with, you know, with congressional and White House action in terms of paid leave uh, issues and certainly potential tax credits that have already been executed and that will probably continue. So we're just trying to direct people to, to some extent, not make decisions unilaterally without talking to professionals, whether that be, you know, a CPA, outside human resource professionals, attorneys in some cases. We respect and are cognizant that cash flow is king in all businesses, and especially dental labs. So if cases continue to decline based on you know dental office recommendations and guidance from regulatory agencies or executive orders from governors, that you know we ride the tide with dentistry. And so if cash isn't coming in the door, cases aren't coming in the door, then how do you pay your people? So our goal is just to make sure that people make the, the right decision based on their particular situation and don't get some short-term gain, but potentially have long-term repercussions based on those short-term decisions. And so this is definitely the time to use outside professionals, not to wing it. And so that's what we're trying to do is direct people to the right resources based on each situation. We're having very frequent communication, meaning NADL, with the American Dental Association, Food and Drug Administration as well. On the regulatory side, ADA has been very cooperative and you know, sharing of information. From a collaborative standpoint, we are trying to continue to work with ADA where, you know, ADA has launched a effectively a congressional action center where they're asking member dentists to contact members of Congress and regulatory agencies to protect small businesses such as dental offices. And so we're trying to work with ADA to see if we can, rather than go on our own accord, collaborate with ADA within that outreach. So we're still in the midst of working through that process with ADA. We'll probably have that hopefully secured by the end of the weekend. Awesome. If we're not able to do that with ADA directly in that sense, uh, for different reasons, we'll launch our own effort Monday morning. In the meantime, NADL has already submitted letters to the Department of Labor Secretary, as well as different key leaders in Congress. And, you know, relative to right now, some of the, the confusion is that, you know, people who could demonstrate that implementing these paid leave uh, requirements that are now in effect come April 2nd potentially could result in business closure, meaning bankruptcy. Mm. Yeah, There's not uh, definitive processes by which how do you achieve those exemptions. And so that's key for everybody in the short time we have to make what those determinations would be to get that information and share it. So NADL, NBC, and the foundation all three have taken action. So just, you know, NBC earlier this week circulated information to all the CDTs and recognized graduates relative to extensions on renewals and, mm-hmm. you know, CE requirements. The Foundation for Dental Laboratory Technology just today launched to the market, primarily on social media, but probably doing e-blast as well, that all of the online courses are over 100 of them that are on the foundation learning library as people may not have work, but have downtime for training or education, that all of those courses are free with the promo code that the foundation launched on its Facebook page earlier today. So I encourage people to go to the dental laboratory foundation.org 
uh, online learning library and utilize the downtime that we have for learning and honing your skills. And then certainly NADL, as the trade association, we're, like I said, actively trying to share resources that are most pertinent based on the questions that we're getting either by email or phone at the NADL office related to, you know, primarily the employer HR related concerns. And, um, and then certainly also federal small business administration loans. And then some states also have their own emergency grant or loan programs. And so trying to direct people locally where those things are. The other big piece I would say that most people have focused on, which is not surprising, is what procedures um, are still allowable for dentists to perform and how does that impact dental laboratories? So each you know, ADA came out with its own recommendations, but ADA is not a government agency. It just came out with recommendations. So in terms of what dental offices can perform in a particular state, that usually is coming through executive orders of the governor or the state boards of dentistry. And so there are still a few areas of dental laboratory work, if you will, uh, that we've illustrated in our national uh, e-blast that we sent out today that illustrate what work may continue to come in, at least for now, to dental laboratories that are still able to, to provide services. So that's a big piece. The other piece is there's been some states, obviously, and uh, local ordinances where they say, you know, are you an essential business or non-essential business? Each state, each county, each city is defining that differently. And so what I would share is that people need to look at their own location as, in terms of where they are geographically, because the answer can be different and is different in each locale, where in many cases, dental offices are still considered essential businesses. And the wording will say hospitals, ambulatory surgery centers, dental offices, but this list is including but not limited to those named. And, you know, certainly from a classification standpoint, you know, and if we look at HIPAA compliance, dental labs are defined as healthcare providers. Those states that have laboratory registration, it's very clear that they're defined as healthcare providers. Yeah. So we would encourage people just again to do their homework because every state, every county, every city could have different wording in terms of what's essential and non-essential. So the internet can work in our favor because of sharing information, but it can also work against us in the sense that if you don't take the next step to do your homework for your specific situation, you may be doing something unintentionally that you don't need to do or, or need to do. And so we just want, again, try to, as much as we can, we're trying to communicate people to work, where to find that kind of information. And so if a person from the state of Washington calls NADL, where would you tell them to go? Like if we could just break it down state by yeah. state, where would you tell them to go? Yeah, it's it's pretty, I would say it's pretty easy. It's nothing's easy in this environment, but in the links and resources that we have on our NADL.org news page and that we've been, you know, we'll continue to update that document on that page as well as our social media channels. We have summaries of what the state boards of dentistry are, you know, doing as far as the moving target, if you will, on what services that they're allowed to continue to provide and awesome. how long those particular requirements are in force. So some states, you know, are still following the ADA recommendations for three weeks, you know, which started March 16th, if you will, three weeks out from that. But then we already have some to your, like your point, Barb, is we have Pacific Northwest, you know, Washington and Oregon State um, have already gone out into May 
Oregon, I think, as of today, based on the executive order of the governor, they've put that restriction, if you will, in terms of what services, you know, that dentists can provide is limited to emergency or urgent mm-hmm. care uh, through mid-June. So, like wow. I said, every state, okay. every every state's going to be different. So, you know, we'll try to continue to update people where to find that. But the quickest way, if you're obviously a local or, or a lab just working with dentists in your particular state, is look at the uh, State Board of Dentistry website or the State Dental Association website. They're posting as fast as they can. And obviously, if, you, if you're a mail order lab doing multiple states, it's obviously more complex because you got to look at more places. But we'll try to update our charts. And so, you know, we've got a myriad of links on our mm-hmm. document. And some of those are state by state charts um, that we're working with other allied groups that are updating that information like ADA and other organizations are we're all trying to keep up as fast as you can because it's changing by the hour. So mm-hmm. what we would tell you is if you looked at something yesterday, it could change tomorrow. So yeah. it's a good order, if you will, for people to continue to refresh any searches that they've done to see if there's any updates based on the sources that they were looking at the day before. So that's great information to have. So for our listeners, NADL.org, and then you said your state association. Yeah, go to the news page okay. where we're going to update most of that. And then, uh, yeah, certainly, like you said, as far as dental office closures and, and, and requirements, that's the State Dental Association websites. But uh, definitely those states that have state dental laboratory associations, mm-hmm. I know a good number of them, especially on social media, are posting and sharing information on a, a very frequent basis. So this is definitely the time to use associations for what they are. They're, they're there to be a clearinghouse and a resource to share information. And usually associations are trying to get the most up-to-date and correct information mm-hmm. and post that. So I just, you know, again, use validated sources, yeah. you know, and that's that's important, especially now because you, like I said, you just don't want to make decisions based on the wrong information. I've seen a ton of NADL Facebook pages. I know you guys are getting a lot of phone calls, but can you refer them to your Facebook page as well? Yeah, it's pretty simple. If you're on Facebook, NADL itself has a Facebook page, just Looks, do a search for National Association of Dental Laboratories, National Board for Certification in Dental Laboratory Technology, is not focusing a lot on COVID other than things that they may be helping to do in terms of assistance for CDTs and RGs with their renewals and tuna education. Foundation for Dental Laboratory Technology has its own Facebook page. And so that's more, like I said, for some of the online learning that they're offering. And then we have NADL as it's also has your What's in Your Mouth Facebook page. And so that page, which is public relations in nature, you know, has a lot of followers that are consumers, dentists, technicians, and dental labs. And so we're mm-hmm. also posting certain relevant information for those audiences because they're asking, you know, general questions about dentistry also. And so any of those four, you can find something, but primarily anything that's going to be, you know, business related in terms of changes is going to be primarily first posted on the NADL Facebook page. So it's important that people like that page and Mm-hmm. And, and follow that so that, that when we do make posts, you know, we've been some days posting four to five times a day with new information. So if they're not following that or haven't liked it, they're not likely going to see it. I do want to share and thank Elizabeth Curran and Audrey Jarrell and Sean Nowak, who uh, managed the Dental Laboratory Technicians Facebook page, which has mm-hmm. got over well over 12,000 people on that page. They've been very good about sharing and reposting the information we're releasing. Yeah. I've seen that. Our goal is, you know, as many people who can have access to the information, the better. 
this is not about members only. This is about everybody. Yeah. And the same for Valerie Berger and Jason Mazda and Kelly Carr and Judy Fishman with LMT and IDT. We've been sharing information with them and they've been, again, very good to, to reshare this and share this on their social media front. So, you know, we're trying to help everybody because we're all in it together. And the more we can share your resources and get to the other side of this as fast as we all can, then that's, that's what we want. So, yeah, I see that, you know, I see a lot of camaraderie, a lot of Facebook pages, everybody talking to each other on messenger, all of the people that you just mentioned, how can we help each other and passing different States that are closing and what, you know, what they're doing and the ADA information. I've just seen a lot of people trying to help each other. And I think that's where the podcast comes in also is that we want to get it to as many people as possible where to find the information and, you know, just let them know that we're behind them and that we want to get the information out there and support everybody because this is really hard times for a lot of people. Yeah, it's unprecedented. I mean, I know that's what we're all hearing on the news, but that is really the case. Yeah. You know, so just our, our goal is to help people make good decisions in a very precarious time. Yeah. And hopefully that the decisions that they make and, and need to make are the right ones. And, you know, our goal is to help them now during this process. And certainly when this process gets to the other side, whatever that looks like, you know, we'll be there as a resource again to help them. So that's, that's what we want. Yeah. We're certainly glad the NADL is around, Yeah, but it sounds like the best advice we can give to people right now is to stay up to date. Don't make decisions on rumors. Right. And head down, stay safe, I guess. Yeah, I'll, I'll make one more mention just. Yeah, please. We are, we will release an announcement we have a number of resource partners with NADL. We have a, a D.C. law firm that we work with, and they've got a, a whole COVID response team that we're interacting with and sharing some of the information that they are doing and publishing. We work with C-Management out of Orlando, which is a national HR firm, and, and also in Sparity, uh, which is based in uh, in Dallas and Houston, but they're a national human resource forum. So, so we're, we're directing people to some professionals in that regard, but next week, we will be hosting a COVID webinar, uh, primarily focused on human resource issues, and effectively, we know for sure is going to sell out. Um, we'll be doing an announcement for that. So based on the, the technology, I think it's limited to the first 100 people to sign up. It will be free, so it's not there's no charge, and it's open for anybody member or not. And anybody who's not able to sign into that webinar, it will be recorded, and the uh, PowerPoint materials and reference materials will be available for download, hopefully fairly shortly after the actual live webinar occurs. So we'll send that to both of you so that you can share that on the Voices on the Bench podcast, you know, messaging that you do so well. So people are aware of that, what time it is and how to call into that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Anything we can do. Yeah, we will. We appreciate what you, Bennett, and all the partners is doing for our industry. For sure. Yeah. We're here any way we can communicate with members or non-members, by phone, by email, by messenger, whatever, or all three. We want to help get them in the right direction. So all questions are, at this, at this kind of environment, all questions are valid. There's not a dumb question. And these kind of times, they're all good questions and all relevant questions. So if it's a question that we haven't heard before or don't know the answer, we're going to try to find the right resource for people and, and get them and pointed in the right direction. Nice. And it's all in the spirit of togetherness, you know, trying to help each other. I've heard some good things and some bad things, but the whole point is, is that we need to be here for each other and we need to get out as much accurate information as possible. So keep us updated. Elvis and I will do another podcast next week if we have to, just to keep everybody updated. And we appreciate everything NADL and Foundation, NBC, and, you know, all the information that you're trying to get out to the laboratories. So thank you. 
Yep. Thank you both for what you're doing and keeping the uh, communication channels flowing on all fronts. So we appreciate it very much. Yeah. Thank you so much, Bennett. Thank you both. Thanks, Bennett. All right. Uh-huh. Stay healthy. Thank you. We sure do appreciate the update, Bennett. If any new updates are given, make sure that you check back with the NADL Facebook page or website. And if needed, we will have Bennett back on to address any information that's new and upcoming. Uh, Make sure you check out our podcast because Elvis and I are on this information and we want to get it out to everybody. So everybody just come together and let's all be supportive of each other and hope that this doesn't last uh, as long as it may. So I don't know what I'm also hearing 18 months, six months, who knows? So I'm thinking about everybody. I know it's crazy and a lot of people are super stressed. Also remember that nobody is in this alone. We're all in this together. Yep. Because life has to go on and we still need to stay connected, we will continue our regular scheduled episode. This week brings us three conversations we got while Barb and I were at the Voices of Dentistry Summit back in January. Back when times were a lot easier. (laughs) Yeah, I'll say. And we could travel. Yeah. This event was dedicated to podcasts all about dentistry. It was full of dentists, dental assistants, and hygienists. And Barb and I, we were the only lab there dedicated to the laboratory industry. And we were there thanks to our good friends at Kettenbach. Thank you, Kettenbach. We appreciated it. It was a really great trip. It was a blast to talk to some people that even though might be directed to the clinical side of our business, it's nice to have their perspective. And you never know when the information might come in handy. First up, we talked to Jordan Comstock, who grew up in a lab and now runs an in-house membership programs that help doctors not to rely on insurances. All right. Which really could mean good things for labs. Heck yeah. And then we talked to Craig Cody, who's a CPA that has his own podcast that's directed to help dentists. Then we talked then, to... Then... <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I'm just messing with then, you. Then, 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 then we talked to a dentist from my area in Indiana, Dr. Zach Allman, who started his own credit card processing company called Apex Payment Solutions because he was tired of getting screwed by credit card processing companies. And then, of course, so many thens, Mm -hmm. because we had her on our first episode, and then we had her on our 52nd episode, and my voice cracked, 52nd episode, the tradition continues, and we caught up with Renata Butney at LMT Lab Day Chicago to have her on this anniversary episode. So join us for some pre- COVID-19 conversations from Voices of Dentistry, thanks to our good friends at Kettenbach. Hey, Barb. I had a mill go down last week. Oh, no. Yeah, it took three days to get it repaired and up and running again. It was a huge pain in the ass, and I had everybody working on overtime to make up for it. So why didn't you just outsource it until the mill got repaired? Because if I outsourced them, wouldn't it have taken weeks for them to come back? And with this latest virus scare, who knows if I'd get it back at all? Not all outsourcing is done outside the U.S., Elvis. What? You should have sent your crowns to Alien Milling Technology. They mill all their products right here in the United States. They could have done your zirconia and had them back to you by the second day. Rumor on the street has it that if you send them a crown on a certain day, they will even do it for free. Wait, wait a minute. What? For free? 
Why? What, what day? Well, I don't know. Head over to alienmilling.com to find out which day to send them your crowns and to see all of the other things that they can help you mill by being a great partner to your lab. Yeah, I'm checking them out right now. Wow, abutments, night guards, partials, surgical guides, even bars? Whoa! Amazing, I know. At alienmilling.com, you can find almost everything you need to take your lab to the next level. You can even take advantage of their buy four pucks, get one free deal that ends at the end of March. That's pretty nice. That's probably a $150 deal right there. I tell you, this place just keeps getting better and better. Thanks, Alien Milling. Voices from the Bench. The interview. All right. Boom cloud. Boom you have cloud. to say it with an emphasis on the boom. I mean, yeah, or that's the your cloud. choice. You can. Is it boom cloud? Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Boom cloud. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we are sitting down. Voices of Dentistry, Scottsdale, Arizona. Blah 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 blah. Jordan. How do you say that? Comstock. 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 Yeah. Comstock. From. From. Boom cloud. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I know you on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're friends on Facebook. Yeah, I was laughing at your post. As soon as I got in here, Alan Mead comes up to me and goes, Hey, over there, Gordon, over at Boomstock, he's a huge fan. He used to be, he listens to their podcast, he used yeah. to be in the lab. I was like, Wow, thanks. Nice to see you, too. <laughs> so he loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so you have a, you have a past in, in labs. Yeah. So tell yeah. us about tell it. Tell us about it. Yes, I'm from Utah. Um, Won't hold it against you. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm the owner of Boom Cloud, which helps practice create dental membership programs. But before that, I managed my dad's dental lab uh, called Salt Lake Dental Lab, one of the oldest labs in Utah. No kidding. Started in 1906. Uh, 1906. 1906. Yeah. My dad is old. The <laughs> he's so old. That's yeah, crazy. Um, my gr- my grandpa bought it. Um, from the original owner. I was really? going to say, in it's like got to be third ni- generation. Like the, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, in the early 1950s. So the dental lab has been, you know, in my family for That's a very insane. long time. Yeah. Um, That's great. I mean, I grew up always going to the lab, you know, going sure. and playing with plaster and acrylic and Every <laughs> child of a lab owner does that. That is so yeah. funny. It is, yeah. We grew I up did and the same damn thing. Well, I have to ask <laughs> yeah. you, did you cast bugs? <laughs> of course, yeah. Did you really? Yes. I did. Yeah. I'll never forget <laughs> when somebody <laughs> said that. I was like, oh, he just got bleeped. Yeah, so we <laughs> we had a pet scorpion, and oh. it died, so we Cast it in chrome. Yeah, that, that was awesome. <laughs> we have a cro- my dad has a chrome Still scorpion. Have it. That's Still awesome. Has it, yeah, and then we, uh, as kids, we would bring spiders, uh, you know, and, and beetles. Why <laughs> is this a thing? <laughs> yeah, my we, dad used to make me rings and jewelry. Yeah, I was going to say we also did rings. Stuff. I was yeah. my wife and all of her sisters. We were oh, yeah. just down the street from the lab. There was a company called I think Freshmans, and they would sell ring wax patterns. So we would just take those and That's and what we get. Did. Non-precious metal yep. or whatever, yeah, yeah. And, and cast it in a ring, and then set That's yeah. hilarious. ruby in it or something. And take a high speed and go in there. Yep, and yep. Polish it up. And, yeah, it, yeah. Polish <laughs> yeah. It. Yep. So we we did all sorts of things. I mean, my one of the crazy things we did is my my brother-in-law he lost his finger in an accident. So what I did is I created a a fake finger made out of denture acrylic. <laughs> wow. Because we we took an impression of his hand, and uh, with of his other ring, right? With yeah, his full yeah. finger. It was his birdie finger, so yeah, it was yeah. really fun. That's and cool. then and then we took a pressure of his stub and then uh poured a model on it. And then uh That's we crazy. created a, an acrylic 
finger, and I basically made a ring. I cast a ring. So, so it fit on his on his. Oh, stuff. that was <laughs> just a like a ring. So, so, yeah. yeah, so it looked like Does a ring. Does he wear it? He wears it. Yeah, I we also made say, him a hook. You got to make. We also made him a hook that fit on nice. his finger for yeah, you know, a little tiny little hook. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, it's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, those are the weird stuff we did at the dental lab. So we then you left stories. and you opened your company. Tell us about your company. Yeah, so I so I stayed at the dental lab for about seven years. I helped manage it. I helped grow it from just a local little lab in the. We started getting practices out, outside of the state because my family always kept it in Utah. Were you ever a technician? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I started out learning how to create PFMs and okay, gold sure. crowns. Yeah. So I was always casting gold. And, and then, you know, the digital technology came in. We, we got Serac in lab. And now they have, I think they have like the, what's the big mill? The MCX5. Yeah. They have that yeah. now. And I helped them transition from, you know, an, I don't know what you call it, just an analog lab yep. to a digital lab. Sure. lab. Yep. Um, and I, I stayed for two more years there after we transitioned to, to digital. Yeah. And then at that time, our clients were complaining about dental insurance. And, and my mom's an office manager as well. So At we, a practice. W- at a practice, yeah. Wow, a, okay. Does her office use your dad's lab? Uh, no, because they're pediatrics. Oh, maybe for oh. like space maintainers. I get they, it. They, okay, they'll yeah, do like space maintainers, yeah. but yeah, nothing, n- nothing much. She did work at a general office that, for a period of time, that did send yeah. cases to Just my dad's lab. Just want to make sure it's staying in the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, uh, um, but my mom's an office manager, so uh, we always grew up. And I say we because my I'm a twin who also oh, you're was a at twin? the lab, but now he's at Boom wow. Cloud with me. We we both were at the lab, but we, we we grew up, you know, understanding the lab side of the industry, but also understanding the the practice management side. Sure, because my mom was a practice manager. Yeah, still yeah. is. And um, we always heard how horrible insurance companies are are to work with. You know, I'm sure you guys hear it from your clients. Absolutely, um, insurance just flat out sucks. It you know, dictates what they want to pay us. Yeah, yeah, for it, anything yeah. exactly. It's it's a, it's a huge problem for all of us in, yeah. in, in the dental space. It trickles and, down. You know, I I asked myself at that time. I while I was managing the lab, I studied uh, marketing and web development because mm-hmm. I, I wanted to create software for the lab industry. Really, that uh, was the first yeah. thing I wanted to do. But we had so many people complaining about dental insurance. I I, I found myself asking, you know, how there's got to be a better way to help these docs work with insurance or not work with insurance and have a system. You know, about 2015, I started building uh, our the beginning versions of Boom Cloud, mm-hmm. which helps practices create a membership program as an alternative. So, so patients pay a subscription to the practice, whether it's monthly or yearly, and then they get savings and, and benefits that the practice designs. It's not a third-party insurance company that does it. The practice sure. does it. But and even isn't really dental insurance a paid membership? That yeah, you just yeah, pay that's into exa- it and get a discount? That's exactly I mean, that's what uh, dental insurance is. They, you pay into it and you get a discount. Yeah. So I'm like, well, why can't a dentist do this? Just do it directly. Yeah. Right? And have control over those discounts and have control over what benefits they're going to offer. So that's exactly what we ended up building. And in 2016, I fully you know, left the lab. And launched Boom Cloud, and you know it's been growing ever since. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a fun fun industry to be in. It's real innovative and, yeah. and new in the dental space, but it's it's fun to continue you know working with dental practices. Sure. Just yeah. in a different way. Yeah. You know, you're not sending crowns to their office. You're just helping them 
generate recurring revenue. Yeah, and, yeah. And which is, yeah. I mean, really, that's all we're doing is we're trying yep. to help the dentist be successful. Yeah, absolutely. So have you noticed that when they switch off from insurance and go over to this subscription base? Is that Yeah, yeah, that's that a perfect way, way to say it. Um, have they been able to increase their lab usage, I guess? Or, yeah, absolutely. You know, so, so maybe they can get away from the... The budget lab. Yeah, so that's no, that's exactly so. My dad, so his name is Kelly Comstock, president of Salt Lake Dental Lab. He refers and still going strong, right? It's still going strong. That's yeah. Awesome. So they're, yeah. They're, my my little brother is actually taking over the lab, oh, which is pretty great. exciting. How so many of there are you? Yeah, I was going to say. I think there's like twelve. I'm <laughs> there's, o- there's only three. I only have three brothers only and one three. sister. So. Okay. so we're not a huge family. Not typical for Utah, though. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> but yes. So what happens? So all my my dad's. Uh, refers all of his lab clients to BoomCloud because it helps them get out of insurance yeah. so that they can control their costs and their profit margins, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning they can they can deliver a higher quality dentistry, right? So, and, and usually if you think about it, you know, and, and maybe not all lab owners are aware of this, but if you th- if you think about it, when a doctor signs a contract with a PPO, they're, mm-hmm. they're having a discount steep. I think that a national average is like 40% of their... They okay. have to charge the patient 40%. They have to take 40% off. Awful. So if they're charging $1,000 for a crown, they got to take 40% off that. Wow. You know? And there's even some states and some insurance companies that are even worse, right? Wow. It's, it's a huge I problem. Have no idea. Yeah, it's, it's a big problem. So the more that you can get your clients that are, that are dentists to understand that and realize that insurance is really killing their business because – Every year, insurance companies squeeze harder and harder, and those reimbursements get less and less, right? And it's happening all the time. I think in California, they had a huge lawsuit uh, Mm -hmm. with Delta Dental, I believe. Oh, yeah. Um, And and the dentist side won, but that doesn't always happen, right? That was probably one of the only times we're going to hear of that. But I know recently here in Arizona that they just passed a – well, they just sent a letter out to all their clients, the dentist clients – this is the insurance company, and they inform the insurance, the the dental practices that they're going to pay them less, right? And this is happening all over the nation, and it's yeah. happening more and more. And right? dentists are afraid Which, to leave. And dentists oh, yeah. are afraid to leave because, because they lose patients. They, yep. they may think they lose patients, or they're, they're maybe they're not doing the correct type of marketing in their yeah. practice. And you know, even as dental lab owners, you know, I think we everyone ought to be thinking about that too because you know marketing your lab is extremely important and you know just like a, a dental practice you're going to have attrition and the only benefit is you're not working directly with insurance companies but really yeah. you are right because if you're working with a doc that's signed on a PPO contract you're basically working with a PPO yeah, yeah. right i mean i was so, in an office last week and all they could tell me constantly was they take Medicaid patients. Yeah. I take Medicaid patients. That's, that's hard, yeah. Yeah, and it's like this is all that I get. So what can you do? So they want you to drop the, your yeah. prices? That's it. Is that what they're asking that's, you to do? They, I had to in order wow. to get the yeah. work. Yeah, so that's, that was my biggest uh, complaint when I was at the dental lab. I'm like, man, these guys are signing the contracts with the PPOs, and they're giving the lab a call and saying, I just got to. I just got to have, can I get a better deal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And you We're as the, the lab owner, person. you're like, I don't want to lose these guys. Yeah. Because, you know, I've worked hard to build that relationship with this dental practice. And then what happens is, you know, you end up discounting. Yeah. Your, well, we also want to yeah. keep the work coming in to keep the employees busy. Yeah. You've got to do that. Then you have to do. do more productivity. In order to, yeah. yeah. It's the same problem the docs so, are having, right? If yeah. they sign on a PPO contract, they're having to do, 
you see a ton of patients and herd, you know, they're like herding cows. Through, yeah, yeah. Right? Ass and chairs is yeah. what it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And it's again, yeah. ladies well, and gentlemen. Yeah. I heard yeah. that. Hey, that wow. is a very common thing to say. Uh, I remember our old denture technician would always say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so do you work with any laboratories at all to um, get your name out there and I, to promote I only uh, what with you're a, doing? Yeah, I only work with a couple la- laboratories. I haven't really spent too much time. I probably should. Kind of interesting. Because that's my background. That's that's what's in my blood, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's monomer in my blood. Or, or to see like plaster. how we can partner or how you can partner with the laboratories, who especially like with the DSOs. Or I'm wondering if larger. we can start a, wow. a subscription base with labs. Like a yeah. doctor yeah, that's, will pay me. Yeah, that's actually interesting because um, I, I had this conversation with both my dad and my brother who's taken over the lab. And I, I think it, it definitely could work. I haven't seen it happen yet, but that doesn't mean it can happen, Yeah, it's right? an interesting concept. It's, yeah. It just requires a different type of mindset. I mean, there's dentists out there that do what we call a discount-only plan hmm. where the patient pays like 10 20 bucks a month. And, again, this is talking consumer. That's what they would pay. Yeah. Um, if you guys are selling business business, right, yeah. you, you might be, may be able to charge more. There are discount-only plans where the patient pays, you know, 10 20 bucks a month, and then they get, you know, 10 or 20% discount off of any service that they get from the, the practice, uh, which is really interesting because a typical membership program, you know, they have for a practice, they'll have, you know, exams, cleanings, x-rays, things like that included, mm-hmm. and then a discount on, yeah, on okay. like, crowns okay. or bridges, Yeah, makes right? sense. So on the, on the lab side, I do believe that there's an opportunity for a, sus- a subscription model, yeah. much like a discount plan model. You know, if you can get a practice to, you know, pay a monthly fee. Yeah. Uh, you know, think of like Amazon Our Prime. wheels are turning. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and this yeah, you is pay 100 bucks for Amazon to get it shipping. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. So I'll Am- knock yeah. a day yeah. off turnaround mm-hmm. if you get me. Seriously. Seriously. No, seriously. <laughs> I, I, think, I think the lab industry, I mean, when I was at the dental lab, that was my initial thought. I wonder if we should do a membership program for the lab, too, as I was trying to help these practices. Um, and I think, I definitely think there's room to explore there yeah and i, I think you know if you're a creative lab owner i mean you, it's gonna take some crunching of numbers and making yeah. sure that you're not gonna you know lose any money but i mean i think if you think of like amazon prime you know a lab can easily do something like that yeah um and i'm i'm happy to chat with anybody that may be interested it's an you know, interesting idea but even if you know that doesn't work just yeah. the fact that when I talk to an office and they're telling me about PPO insurance and I can just yeah. say, boom, cloud. Yeah. That's <laughs> and they'll be like, what? <laughs> yeah. And At I'll least say, now no, we have an option. No, seriously. Instead you got to check this job. out. It yeah. makes more sense. It's yeah. benefit to us all. Yeah, yeah it is. Because essentially uh, that dentist will be in control. Does of everybody benefit fees? from boom, cloud? The patient? Yeah, the doctor, it's, it's a total, every, it's mean, a win, win, win. Less, if you get more, you yeah, know. Yeah. You know. The, the patient wins, the practice wins, and, and. And the, the lab can even win, right? Because nice. yeah. if the practice is able to control his fees hmm. and increase his profit margins, then he's not going to whine about you know, the cost of a yeah. crown. He won't right? jump ship when he gets the yeah, and, and $45 postcard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think it's, it's definitely a, a win-win. And I think that's one way you can, as a lab owner, lab technician, one way you can help your lab and, and bring value to the table. Yeah. I'm it's sure dentists like it because it's like specific to them. Oh, yeah. Of oh, yeah. Because there's no network. Yeah. Yep. Right. The and guy down the street, it's not. They're not on the. Yeah, same and list. that's the problem. With, I mean, can you imagine? You know, running your lab and, and saying, you know, well, 
the dentist for some reason maybe goes to a website and has a list of all the labs pricing. Yeah. And it's all discounted and and, yeah. and it's it creates a mess if you it ask does. me. And it commoditizes the dental industry, which I don't believe yeah. is a commodity industry. There's, there's very it's few happening. labs that post prices. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely think you know introducing a membership program to practice could definitely benefit a lab, bring value to that relationship, right? Because as I found when I was at the dental lab, the more value you brought to the practice, even though it maybe didn't directly benefit the lab in a way. The more trust you built, which oh, is beneficial, right? Absolutely. And you know, if you can help, our, you know, our friends in the in the, the the dental practice, obviously that increases the loyalty, and then make yourself comes, more comes valuable. Right That's yeah, all what it's it. all about. Yeah, because you think you know, think you think of like these big companies like like Henry Shine. You know, they're doing a lot to help these practices, and what they started out just selling supplies, right? Yeah, they go way above that. And now yeah. they have the whole their whole tech hub, which is in Utah, just down the street from my office. Hmm. You know that they help with other solutions, and then they have their their practice management consulting yep. arm, right? And they understand, hey, if we can bring value to these these docs, they're going to sure. reciprocate, right? So, and I mean, they do, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, and you, you think about lot, you know, any, options. any business in the dental industry that's highly successful, they help the practice out, right? Yeah. I think that's really the mindset that we need to have um, as as lab technicians. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, yeah. Thank you. I think we should look in on this. Same yeah. here. Yeah. Cool. Fun. Sure. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy thank the you meeting. So much. Yeah. Thanks for having me come on. I've always I've us. seen your post yeah, you on guys Facebook, are Facebook, and I'm like, friends. Yeah. man, cool. I'd love to talk. You know, dental. I mean, I'd love to talk even about some of the strategy we did on maybe another podcast. On, Absolutely. On growing a on a, growing a dental lab. Heck yeah. Uh, when I started at the dental lab, I I really focused on. I love marketing. I love growth. Yeah. And my dad was just, you know, a small lab. A I think they were like a, a five-man lab or something. They still are five-man lab. And I wanted to go beyond that. And, and maybe I'm crazy. But I learned a lot about how to market to, to, to dentists. And I think uh, maybe that can bring some value yeah. to your listeners. I want to know how sure. you got out of our industry because I, I, you don't yeah, hear really. that too often. I mean, you got out-out. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and so did my brother. But, he, you know, he came, he came with my company. But, like, how I how I tra- transitioned or yeah. What, yeah. Uh, I mean we talk to people that are in labs I mean all the time with this podcast yeah we all love it we yeah. can't imagine doing anything else sure yeah and if you do leave the lab you usually end up working for a vendor within the lab yes. space yes, yes. yeah it. I've seen yeah. that yeah. Right. I mean at least you're still in dentist yeah dental, I'm, I'm still I mean. in dental right um, but yeah how, how I left it, I, I loved your dad uh, getting a fight or lab. no 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 oh. <laughs> I, have a, I have a fantastic relationship with him and my brother's um I think my real passion was in building software companies. Yeah. And because at, at the dental lab, I wanted to build like a lab management software. And I know yeah. there's like, what's the one that I'm friends with the owner. He actually just emailed me the other day. Uh, Labstar. Labstar. Yeah. Is it Jeff Knowles? Who's yeah. The owner? Good yeah, guy. So, yeah. He's, he's been on guy. the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeff is awesome. Um, when I started at the dental lab, my dad was using a paper system. And I <laughs> yeah, was like, dude, too. <laughs> what are you thinking? It was so yep. hard to track everything. And then Labstar came out. And I, I love the guys at Labstar. Yeah. They, were, they were super cool. But how, how I got out is, I mean, I loved working at the lab. I grew up going to the lab, yeah. you know, and helping my dad out. In the summers, we, you know, we would clear the, pla- the plaster trap. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know that yeah. stinky bucket. Uh. <laughs> yeah, um, and you know, sweep the floors, pour models, things like that. And I originally wanted to take over the dental lab. I, I yeah. love, I love business, and I love uh, keep their tradition alive. Yeah, and and really, how I got out is 
why I got out is because I, I guess I just had a, a bigger vision with, with BoomCloud. And I was always experimenting on business ideas and targeting the dental industry yeah. while I was at the dental lab. And I've just kind of always been a natural entrepreneur. Sitting down at the bench I get it. every you day. You see more of an like, extrovert than yeah, an introvert. Yeah. And, uh, Sitting out at the bench every day was hard for me. And then I started out at, at, in the Crown Bridge, yeah. you know, uh, casting yeah. copings and bugs. And, and, and bugs. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I, within a few years, I was the face of the lab. Yeah, and going I out. Became, yeah, yeah, I was doing all the marketing and management of the lab. And uh, my dad and my brothers were, you know, the technicians sure and, and we had a few other technicians as well but yeah i've always i always just liked being a marketer an entrepreneur and that's kind of how i eventually transitioned out yeah. because i i like building software and and selling it's and cool man so yeah, yeah. Cool. that's that's how it's what is it boomcloud.com boom uh cloud. yeah you can go to boom boomcloud.com or boomcloudapps.com and that'll take you to the website nice yeah, so we, we really bash on insurance companies on there. Yeah. We make fun of them. We, it's yeah. okay. It's like working with monkeys. I don't like them either, so yeah, you know, it's good. Somebody's got to do it. As a lab and personally, I don't like them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think we all, we all have a weird we all feel the same way. relationship yeah. With, yeah. with insurance companies. No matter whether it's in, inside of dentistry or, you know, out maybe it's auto insurance. <laughs> I don't see an insurance booth here. Yeah. I don't think I don't think <laughs> I've gone a to a thing. I've gone to gone to a lot of events uh, over the course of the years and I've, I've never seen a dental no, they, they, you'll never see a face and I was talking to um, Chris Salerno he's the chief editor of Dental Economics magazine because yeah. we, we publish a lot of articles there which is a fantastic way to, to market a lab as well in fact okay. I was talking to their editors at Dental Economics and they said yeah we, we have a lab section but nobody hardly hardly anybody contributes that's hmm. like to me Hmm. I would. I would. Interesting. I would write. I would, that sounds like an opportunity yeah. to me. Interesting. But um, I totally spaced what I was talking about with Chris. Uh, Lane, insurance people and. Oh yeah, I was talking. So yeah. I was talking to Dental Economics magazine, and I'm like, "Hey, does any insurance companies like sponsor the magazine or like write for it to contribute to the industry?" And he's like, "No, we've tried, but they they don't want anything to do with it." Isn't us. that weird? And I'm like, "Okay, that is weird. There doesn't sound like a true partner." Mm-hmm. Yeah, they control yeah. a lot of it, but participate none of it. No, yeah, and it's really it's really interesting. So, we I also have a podcast. It's called Say No to PPOs. Oh, Say no I love that. Yes. PPOs. Say How no to PPOs. Com. So, yeah, I'd love to have you guys on the show. But yeah, uh, That'd be fantastic. Yeah, so it's it basically teaches dentists how to. Say no to PPA. Transition. Yeah. Transition yeah. out. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Love yeah. it. No, we'll put a link up and everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, I appreciate cool. you guys Good having to meet me on you. the show. Thanks nice for being on the show. You. Yeah. Thank you, sir. That's <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Voices of Dentistry 2020. Yay. A gentleman came up to Barb and I, not even to record at first. <laughs> Craig Cody. Yes. From the Progressive Dentist Podcast. Yes, thank you. This guy you. comes up to us and goes, he starts off on the first thing, I'm a CPA, and instantly I lost interest. <laughs> <laughs> and I went and got a shot of fireball. Just <laughs> That's why I'm here now. <laughs> so you're a CPA to dentist. Yes, I'm a CPA. We work with a lot of dentists throughout the country. So wow. that's that's like your niche. My niche is dentistry. Okay. Now how did that come about? Um, I was doing a lot of guest podcasting, and we realized we could help dentists save a lot of money. Our whole thing is really focusing on 
tax planning, showing showing them legal things they can do to reduce their tax liability. Yeah. And we are able to help them to save money. And in addition to that, we work with our clients on a monthly basis. So we're always talking to them every month, going over their numbers. With good numbers, they can make good decisions. Sure. But you also mentioned to me when I asked you, do you ever work with labs? You're like, everybody's no the different. same. Right, yep. no different. You know what? Every business has the same issues, okay? Yeah, yeah. Some, some businesses have little technical differences, okay? They're typically very little unless it's a restaurant. Yeah, why is the restaurant different? Well, because restaurant has tips. You have to account oh, for tips yeah. a certain way and stuff like that. That's really it. No one, t- no one tips dentists? No. I've been giving my dentist tips for years. <laughs> So what do you talk about on your podcast? I mean, do you interview dentists or? We interview dentists. uh, Probably two out of four interviews is a dentist where we talk about, you know, different things, you know, mistakes they've made so listeners can learn from those mistakes, things they're doing, things they wish they started doing earlier. So we go through all that. How do you you find them? Do you have an email or do they hit you up or how does it both ways i used to do a lot of guesting so i was a guest on there to return some favor you know so now <laughs> we're able to get on there so i have them on ours which yeah. is great and we launched in april so we have about 35 episodes out there oh, already cool. it's a lot of i mean as you know podcasting is a lot of fun you meet a lot yeah. of interesting it's people yeah. you get to come to voices of dentistry yeah. you know and leave the cold new york weather <laughs> how, did, how did you learn about voices of dentistry which by the way this is an amazing meeting we've said that a couple times i had been one of the first dental podcasts i was on was dr mark costas the dental okay. entrepreneur yep. loved and him and i guess somehow i found out about you know voices of dentistry i was He's there awesome. last year yeah and uh, it was a lot of fun, and this year is an even bigger event. And they did know, a so nice far. job Yes, this year. yes. And, you know, January in New York versus January in Heck Arizona. Yeah. It's really not a tough decision. Mm-hmm. See, I live in Tampa, so oh. it's pretty much the same darn thing. It's I love colder it, here probably, isn't <laughs> it? It's a lot colder, yeah, it's colder here. here. It was it's 40-something degrees though. this morning. Yeah, it was cold yeah, this was morning. Cold. Yeah. That was nice. Didn't expect it. So in all your podcasting, either you being on or any time – discussion of laboratories come about? Um, I, I think I was actually a guest on a laboratory podcast uh, maybe a year ago. Interesting. Um, and, and, you know, it's like, you know, when you're not oh, in that industry, you don't really know. And so, like, most people think their CPA needs to be right down the block, right? You know, yeah. this is the world of technology. So we have cl- clients all over the world. Sure. I guess it works the same way with with labs, right? I mean, with overnight Oh, FedEx. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. The competition is not the guy down the road anymore. Exactly. Yeah. The competition is her <laughs> 10, ten yep. states away. You right. Know? I mean, absolutely. It's Ex- interesting. Exactly. So it's a great opportunity. You know, it's the CPA no longer needs to be down the block or your CFO doesn't need to be in a room next door to you. Mm-hmm. Technology is great. And when we work with our clients, we have a monthly call with them via Zoom. Mm-hmm. So... I don't have to drive. Like, if I go see a New York City client, I might have to leave my office three hours because I never know what traffic's going to be like. Now I pop on 10 minutes before the call. Yep. You know, we're there. Love it. They're Make having sure lunch. They're on. doing whatever yep. they're doing. Exactly. We want to look good. Okay. <laughs> um, Pants optional. And usually I have a staff member or two with me who is working on that yeah. client, and they want to make sure they look good. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a great way to do business. You could really give impactful information in a very – time-sensitive and, like, compact. So the guy might have a sandwich or a girl, yeah. right? 
and they know, okay, I have 15 minutes to eat because I have a call with my CPA, and now they spend a half hour on the phone with us, and then they go back to running their business. Yeah. So technology allows us to do all these wonderful things. So when Mark was talking today about the percentage of the one dentist, you know, what, what she was paying, or do you help dentists get themselves in line so, so they can start making a better living and better decisions? We're not consultants, so okay. we don't, but we'll... Like, we work with a number of his clients, and we'll lay out the numbers so they could do what they need to do. Now, we could have... Kind of highlight the problem areas we for can, them. And we could tell them, you know, this is totally out of whack. You know, okay. you need to do something about this. We don't... I don't have that kind of expertise, mm-hmm. so I don't pretend to be able to do that. But we'll refer them to, you know, work with a consultant. These are people we know that have, you know, helped a lot of clients and to really kill it. It was interesting to me to, to see talk, Mark talk about the percentages that they were supposed to land in each of the areas and how out of whack they should be or could be. And once he dials in where the percentage is and they make the changes, they can make, what did he say, $372,000 a year this one young dentist recouped right. after she learned her numbers and adjusted her practice. So if you think of that example, she went from 120 to about 350 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a life-changing difference. Time. You know, you can do a lot of things with that kind of money. So, and that's kind of what, when we talk with our clients and we do tax planning with them, we're looking for them to save taxes. So, you know, it might be $20,000 a year, $25,000 a year, but over five years, it's over $100,000. Now, you look in that case, that was $200,000 yeah. a year over five years. That's a million dollars. That's a real game changer. That's yeah. just not, not just more shoes or another trip or some money for college. That's a real game-changing number. Yep. And, you know, it's not a lot of rocket science. You know, it didn't it's, seem like it's it. not yeah. a lot of rocket science. It seemed like common sense things that people just refuse they just to don't notice. Know how to run practices, <laughs> and, know and having taught. having accountability and having that peer pressure, mm-hmm. because you know when you're in his group, you're working with, you know, you're you're meeting with other dentists. Yeah. So you know, it's easy for somebody to tell you you need to do this, but when you have to sit with your friends. And they're saying, well, I was able to do this, and I was able to do that. And, you know, you have your tail between your legs. Yeah, you know? and you're like, why so, am I not doing right. that? So yeah. the, that's, that's, I think, a big part of that accountability there. That was a big topic at our national meeting last weekend. The laboratory, it's called Vision 21. We had a guest speaker, the keynote. A lot of it was about accountability. Yep. No different. Keeping it, yourself accountable. Exactly. You, you know, know, I mean, you know, I, I can't tell you over the years that things I've seen where people aren't, watching their numbers you know when business is great you know money's coming in yeah. you know money's going out you're not looking when all of a sudden it's not when 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 business isn't great or the the economy turns and now you start looking like oh wait you know that person you know wasn't they really weren't, weren't making that much money were they and you start to find things so it's important to be accountable and to know what your numbers are and know what you're spending your money on yeah absolutely Interesting. Yep. Cool. wise sure. words even for labs yes for everybody for everybody <laughs> everybody everybody you personal know? and lab so do you think elvis and i can get on your podcast we can definitely do that so We'd that would be to. great so why don't we we could schedule something today if you want sure. Uh, yeah, sure. and uh, i'll go over there i'll get my little pad and we'll schedule something awesome. are you and doing live recordings today I, I, I am doing live recordings um i'd rather do it long distance Remotely. okay nice and set up uh, yeah nice and set up a little bit more relaxed and i don't have to worry about whether my machine's going to work <laughs> i have this same zoom thing yeah we'll end this i'll yeah. get my pad awesome. and we'll schedule sure. okay That'd it was great being on your show okay thank you appreciate it thank you bye-bye Okay. <laughs> we could put on our same one so we don't have to share. <laughs> no, nobody's sick. Everybody's healthy. We're all good. Everything is good. So what's the 
what's the deal with the bite registration? So Kettenbach. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The impression material sponsored us to be here. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And that is their bite material. Yeah, futar. Yeah. So it's clear. I like the clear. And the, the clear allows you, you can actually see if they're actually biting together, right? Supposedly. I would imagine Pretty much, that yeah, would be actually. Explore. They said some's more rigid. Uh, I'm not sure which one. One gentleman said he liked the green one the best. Pink's the most rigid. Not yeah. sure. Cool. When was the last time you were in someone's mouth? Uh, today? No. <laughs> I was like, well, that's an awkward question. <laughs> I was like, what are you trying to say? How can I take that awkward question and make a more awkward answer? Elvis, do you want to be next? I can see yeah, your wheels turning. Say. Other like, than um, me? No. <laughs> we're here with Dr. Zachary Almond. Yes. Do you say it like the nut? So, <laughs> it's, it, I don't know. I get tripped up on it all the time because I just say it almond, but it, I think there's like, so it's kind of like the nut. Okay. But whenever people are like, how do you spell it? I'm like, it's all man with a D. Interesting. So, oh, I like know. the way that works. All man with a yeah. D. My third grade best buddy came hey, up with that. And then you've been using it ever since. Ever since. Beautiful. Ever since. So this guy here. You guys know each was other, right? Uh, Go ahead. A dentist local to our lab mm-hmm. in Indiana, Monon. Dental. Monon Family yeah, Dental. Yeah, Monon Family Dental. Mm-hmm. Met you in a spear study club. Yep. And we've done a couple cases together. We did mm-hmm. we did some big cases together. Yeah, we, we did, did like the an all on four. All on four, so, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. With the yeah. conus attachments. Yeah. yeah, I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> but you have since left the practice. No. I'm so confused. Oh, you're still there? I'm still there. Sweet. I, I still practice four days a week. Oh, do you well, really? I do. That's full I just time. give you a hard time then. I thought, I know, you, I I thought like, you stopped completely. No, no, no. No, no. Absolutely not. I just burned the candle from both ends. Okay. So, wow. Yeah. So what's the other end? So the other end is uh, a merchant services company that uh, is Apex Payment Solutions. We started it in officially in 2016, mm-hmm. but it's a merchant services company for the dental industry. Dental offices, dental labs. Is dental this supply. new for this space? It's not new. It's a yeah. different spin on it. So okay. the whole way it came about is when I bought my practice or when my partner and I bought yeah. our practice, we were going through, you know, looking at the vendors. Who were they using? Who could we use? Trying to, you know, because as a new practice owner, expenses are coming at you from everywhere. Oh, I bet. You're not sleeping because you're like, man, are we even going to be profitable? So we're trying to, you know, cut our expenses, keep our overhead low. And so I was researching. Cut the lab. Yeah, right cut here. the lab. Just cut it, all, <laughs> cut it straight off. Uh, <laughs> um, but when we were researching merchant services companies, it just seemed dirty. Like yeah. everybody we'd talk to would be like, when I'd ask, well, what are your rates? They'd be like, well, what'd the other guy say? We'll beat mm. him. Uh, and I'm like, wait, but you don't even know what he's charging. Oh, don't worry. We'll give you a better deal than that. Yeah. And I'm like. That, that just seems weird. So um, I actually had a have a really good friend from my time in the military that owned a merchant services company doing restaurants, bars, uh, small businesses. Sure. Yeah. And so I just reached out to him and said, hey, I know you can't do things in the dental space, but can you at least help me understand this so I'm not getting taken advantage of? And he's like, who told you we can't do it in the dental space? I'm like, well, one of the companies that's trying to get my business said that we needed a dental-specific processor. Interesting. And so he's like, no, that's not true. So what we did is for the first two years, we actually ran his merchant services product in our office, making sure that it it worked, that we were compliant with HIPAA and PCI compliant and all those good things. And what we ended up doing through those two years is kind of just testing, like, 
what features do we want? Because we wanted to be something more than just a credit card processor. We wanted to be a true payment solutions, like partner with your practice. What are dental offices doing to increase their case acceptance? You know, payment plans, making payments accessible to Mm -hmm. patients, like website integrations, things like that. So that's what we did. I was like, I want this feature. I want this feature. I want this feature. And so we actually partnered with a company, um, to create this platform, they actually had the platform and tailored it to the dental space for us to offer automated payment plan management. So that way I didn't have to pay my front office manager to come in on our days off to make phone calls to Mrs. Smith Mm -hmm. and try and get her to run her credit card for her monthly payment where she's not even going to call or not going to answer. So it's automatic. So it's automatic. We have encrypted cloud credit card storage. So for recurring payments, but also for like when dental insurance pays and there's a balance we can automatically run the credit card uh, and it's stored securely not on a rolodex on our front desk <laughs> which is which is what it was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have website integration as well so we send out an invoice it says for your convenience you can either stop by the office call us to make a payment or you can just log on to the website and just click on that button. the percentage so of people that paid online was 90% i would imagine so or? when you get to the in, yeah when you get to that point no yeah nobody's going to drive yeah, who's all gonna the way going to yeah, stop by so the dentist convenient. when they don't have but to. Yep. if you think if you think about it like how do you pay your gas bill or your electric bill it's like online. 10 o'clock at night when you're opening the mail and it's like yeah. oh crud i got to pay this okay yeah. i'm going to log on so the nice thing for me is we i wake up in the morning log into the platform i'm like oh we made money overnight while i was sleeping that's cool so nice so it really works well in the dental space works really well for dental labs as well because you can have that that secure encrypted credit card storage for all your your client base and you can just go in and and run the payment or if they're on a you know nobody's ever on a fixed monthly payment with a dental lab right but it, it just eliminates hurdles to collecting the money that, that you need Which to Which is operate. a huge problem in dental laboratories. Yeah. Huge problem. And, you know, you keep the credit card of the office on file, and then you send them the invoice and say, you know, just set it up. Hey, on the 15th of the month, this bill will be due, and it will run automatically. That way you don't have to chase down the dentist. You know, that had them. to raise your percentage of collections. Absolutely. It yeah. ra- so our office, and I'm going to brag on my, on my team, last year we were at 101% collections. Nice. People are like, how are you at 101? Yeah, yeah, Elvis right. is looking at me funny. It's because we, now that we're doing larger cases, we're doing more larger cases because we're making it more accessible. And so these payment plans are, you know, we're still getting paid for things that aren't even on that year's book. Right? Oh, okay, that I makes see. sense. Yeah. And so um, it, will, sense. it will eventually level back out to mm-hmm. 100%. But, yeah. I mean, that's awesome in that the dental awesome. office. Um, and it also has increased our case acceptance. So we went from about 40% to 62%. Because, because people can be on a payment plan? Well, because we're making treatment more accessible. And we have a whole, a whole system to it because we have a, a credit card terminal that can go from room to room. It's called the Clover Flex. And it's, it's completely encrypted, takes a chip card. My office treatment plan coordinator has it at our desk. And when we present larger treatment cases anything over a thousand dollars i step out and i yeah. say i'm gonna have lauren come into the room she's gonna talk about your payment options how we can make this more affordable for you break it down into payments and we're gonna take your down payment today and she just goes boom while they're in the chair because yep don't let them think about it yeah well, yeah, well it's not, not, it's not. <laughs> but what we found is that once they leave the operatory and get to the front desk it stops becoming a clinical decision and becomes a transaction it makes sense so if you're That's doing really it in great. the operatory 
they they still have that maybe the picture of that cracked tooth or you know they see it's i like, need to get this done yes, yes, it's going yes, how yes, do we make yes, this happen yes, yes. Do was it, that your right idea now. to do that it was it was but it, more so from a hipaa compliance mm-hmm. because we had if you think about it you walk up to the front desk and there's there's maybe a half wall separating you from the waiting room and yeah. say mrs smith is there and she wants eight veneers but her friend is in the waiting room. She doesn't want her to know she's getting veneers. So maybe she's like, I'll, I'll call back and we'll, I'll, yeah, I'll make payment then. Could so be the, yeah. Awkward. And if we, so yeah. if we do yeah. it back in the room, there's more privacy, HIPAA compliance. It's not a, not a factor at all. Yeah. What dictates what merchant services charges a company for the credit card usage? Am I even asking that question right? I know what you're trying to ask. Yes. Yeah, so what, what you're asking is what dictates the percentage that you pay yeah. to the credit card processor. Yeah. yeah. So there's two pieces to it. Okay. There's the interchange rate, which is what the credit card company charges. So Visa, MasterCard, Discover. They Manager. set that. They set that. And it's different for every single type of card. And it's different for debit cards. So, like, the average debit card is about 0.8%. Mm-hmm. There are some lower, but that's the interchange rate. Okay. But if you have like a Delta, Sky Miles, American Express, that interchange rate is over 2%. Oh. So that's why like month to month, depending on how your patients or your clients are paying, your percentage will change. On top of that, the way the merchant services company makes their, their money or how we get paid for processing and facilitating the funds transfers and mm-hmm. the security of it is the plus in the interchange plus model. Okay. And so you charge, we charge a fixed percentage. It's like less than a half of a percent per transaction to, to run these transactions. Some other companies do like a flat rate, mm-hmm. like square, because that's simple and easy. Yeah. Right. You know, every month you're going to get charged 2.75%. But the truth of the matter is, you should be paying much lower than that. Yeah. So for 2019, it adds up. 95% of our clients were processing between 1.8 and 2.1% all in. Mm-hmm. That's with every fee, everything included. Really? And that can translate to a lot of savings. Like we have, we have some clients recently that were 3.5%, 4%. And when you're looking at, let's say, the average dental office is like $25,000. Yeah. Right? If we can save a full percentage point on that... $250 a month, adds up. that's three grand a year. And that's, I mean, that's like I, I tell yeah. people, they're like, oh, well, $250 a month isn't all that much. I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> that, that pays for your Christmas party. That yeah. pays for a staff trip. That pays for another CE trip. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, that's my whole why behind I got into this is because I want to be a benefit to the dental industry because we're getting squeezed from every direction. From the dental office, you know, Lab costs go yeah, up, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> insurance uh, payouts go down and, you know, we're yeah. getting squeezed from everywhere. With the lab, your materials costs go up everywhere. Oh, all the oh, time, yeah. Yeah. But the dentists don't want to pay more for their crowns. Mm-hmm. And so you, you have this balance of you can only squeeze so much blood out of a turnip, right? So if we can yeah. help keep overhead lower, we're freeing up time, energy, money for you to grow the business invest in better technology, invest in CE, make yourself a better dentist, make your lab a better lab. And it's just, it just helps us all if we can, if we can help lower over those same percentages. Do you think you could offer that to a lab? So absolutely. The only thing that would change for the lab, (laughs) because the interchange rates are so funky. If the card is not present, 
it's a higher interchange rate. So the credit card company charges more. Really? Because it's a less secure transaction. Yeah. So that's why debit. And it's never present when we right. do it. Yeah. 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 But uh, we have a way around it. Oh. So because of our encrypted platform, the encrypted card storage, it's, it's called the tier two or tier three processing. The more information you put into the field when you set up the, the payment source, the lower your interchange rate is going to be because they can verify more data points. Oh, that's crazy. And verify that you, it is the person yeah. that has it. That's, that's why a debit nice. card is so low because of the PIN. So if, if somebody is inserting their card with the chip and typing in their PIN number, you have a very, very high likelihood that that is the person whose card that is. But if somebody's calling over the phone yeah, and making no, a payment, yeah. it could be anybody. So, so is it worth it for me to get one of those travel processing units and send my driver out with it and when he makes a delivery be like uh it's that time of the month again and then you can slide it over and Elvis, that is absolutely a genius idea <laughs> that i have not had but i'm going to start using that I, no, no, that really is i got here. drivers at every oh office God, but so, so here here's we go <laughs> he's an entrepreneur and he doesn't know it <laughs> i was like i can i can run with this honestly so the difference it would is about a half a percent if you're actually inserting yeah. the card so depending on your volume of credit card sales per month, it yeah, would maybe. make sense. It could. Because the, so we it do could. have that, that same unit that, we, that I was talking about, the CloverFlex, yeah. is 4G capable and Wi-Fi oh. capable. So you can take it. We have some dental vendors or labs, um, like if they go to trade shows and they're selling models, they'll just have the Flex yeah, out. Yeah, and yeah. Then you can just make payments right there. Interesting. And it funnels into the same payment batches or funding cycles as every other payment. So that's the whole thing. Like I kind of envision it like four pitchers of water pouring into the same base. Yeah. Right? And so we have website integration. We have in-office payments. We have the virtual terminal. We have the payment plans. But all of it goes into the same batch. And we have an online transaction log. Mm-hmm. So you can actually you can actually log in and see every transaction that's taking place that day. Mm-hmm. You can actually look at every single payment plan, every single um, individual card that you've stored is searchable. You can and it when you pull it up it shows every transaction history that's been in there. So it just allows for a more paperless solution to accounting. Sure. And we we integrate directly into QuickBooks too. Yep. So that way oh, you Oh, that's can, great. So, do you guys take payments online with your lab, do you yes. know? Yes. Do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't. We're so behind. What? Yeah. I know. Get it's with terrible. It, Elvis. Yeah. But here's the thing, like Finally. we have offices that no matter what the balance is that month, run their card at this day. They right. want to pay it there. Yeah. yeah. And well, and it's a it's a planned event, right? Yeah. So that yeah. way, it's not the same amount. It's just, and we love those people, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, I. Paid and then my you lab have the ones that time. don't pay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ever. Yeah, I'm looking at you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that big case. <laughs> looking at a mental picture. I'm like, did I pay that bill? <laughs> I think I did. I think I did. Well, that's cool. I really think it's something labs should be looking at. Really? Well, they're going to yeah. hear it on the podcast. It's yeah. pretty good. I mean, how I do they get in touch with you? We have a website that is currently being redone, so please don't judge us by the website. Uh, but it is www.apexpaymentsolutions.com. Cool. Uh, you can reach out to me directly, uh, Z-A-K at apexpaymentsolutions.com, and I can direct you to a sales team member. I always like to make first contact because yeah. I'm, I'm an outgoing guy. I kind of just yeah, like sure. to be like, hey, here's yeah. the introduction. Personal here. touch. Here's, here's who I am. Yep. Here's why I started this. I'm, I'm really big on the why behind things. Yeah. You know, why, like being intentional with what I'm doing. So. And the fact that you were, you are a dentist. Yeah, Sorry. quit saying words. I don't like, know why. Do you know Four something that I don't week. know? That's uh, full time. I keep had this, that this is taking off that you're like, screw it. I don't want to touch a tooth again. <laughs> I mean, 
Maybe someday. But, <laughs> but uh, not no. yet. Well, well I, I still enjoy dentistry, and it also allows me to stay relatable. Sure. Right? Yeah. You know, I, because sense. that's the, one of the biggest, biggest things is, I mean, there, there's some people that reach out to us, and they don't use our company, and that's fine. But it, I can have those conversations with them, help them be better with their current processor. Absolutely. Help right. them get a better understanding of the whole process. And, you know, they might not use this, and that's fine because I'm just helping out colleagues. Yeah. And that's and, that, and that's really like that's that. what's important. Yep. Keeps it true. Yeah. It does. No. Cool. Appreciate you coming thank on. You. Absolutely. Thanks for having awesome. me on. Dr. Cashew, thank you. We are? Are you taking selfies? No, I wanted somebody to take a picture. So we are here at LMT Chicago with our very first guest. I don't know, two years ago? Two years ago in April. So it's Renata Butney, correctly said. Butney. Yes, absolutely. And we all collaborated actually two years ago in Chicago. I so know. this is the birth of the Yeah, so you were on episode from the one. Benches. You're on episode number fifty two, which is our one year anniversary. Oh my god. And how it is our is goal that? to have you on episode one oh four. For our two-year anniversary. Oh, my God. I feel so honored. Thank you, guys. Because you were foolish enough to be our first guest. Yes. I was, right? When we had no idea what we were doing. Our sexiest guest, I by believe the way. in you all the way from the beginning. And still, because it's our first episode and because you're an amazing, our highest Aww. downloaded episode ever. Woo! Woo! All right. <laughs> awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I did not know that. Thank yep. you. Love you, guys. How's you your meeting amazing. going? The meeting has been very productive. We had the educators meeting on Thursday. We had 17 educators joining us. Wonderful. We're in the midst of, you know, curriculum revisions, uh, code of standard revisions, a lot going on in that realm. And uh, we see a lot of excitement in the industry. Well, I was at the IDT, Removable Prosthetics Panel. You were not just there. You were on the oh, panel. And I was on the panel. You were in the middle. I think I saw a picture. I mean, Ren- it was all uh, like Renata boom. got up and was talking about, you know, how important it is to make sure you realize that the educators are out there and they need equipment and they've got students and they've got struggles. And, you know, when to get up and stand up like that in front of a room full of all those people, you just have all my love and respect. Thank it's amazing. You. No, we, we are all out there for the industry, and industry has been extremely good to us. The one thing that we can offer back is to provide service of if anybody needs to hire a new employee technician, if it's a manufacturer needs a new rep or whatnot, send us the message to any of the schools, and we would be happy to share it with our students, graduates, alumni. And if we can connect people, it's so much better for us. I hear amazing stories of people actually getting jobs in Alaska, in Florida, in other states, not just New York State. Since but we not are in Indiana. New York State. That's the problem. <laughs> well, Indiana has a wonderful school. Yes, so, they do. You know, but the problem is the students today, they have the minds of their own. They want to continue education, have bachelor degrees and you know, they, they move on to other things. So not all of our graduates actually end up in a profession. Mm. So we seeing the support, those that do see the support and those that get engaged, they get very excited. Yeah. And they stay in a profession. And I just met a bunch of my graduates. They work with doctors. The doctors are paying for their flights and, and stay in Chicago. They support continuing education. Wow. So, of course, that's very attractive to, you know, to people who stay in a profession. 
So support from the doctors and at, at laboratories is very important for once you get that new employee, you know, once you're developing them, show them that you care and yeah. give them support in that sense. That's amazing. Remember last year, didn't you have a student with you that we I interviewed? I was just and thinking he was about such that. such a wonderful young man. Is he still in school? Is he graduated? He has graduated. Uh, He's working in the lab. So that was a very him. good He didn't success. become a dentist? He was thinking very about impressive. It. But you know what? Becoming a dentist takes time, so he still might be on that path. But since he graduated and it's not there with us on a daily basis, yeah. we might find out, oh, I got to dental school one day. You know? well, we're so hoping not. He might still be working <laughs> on it, absolutely. But we have a lot of uh, wonderful graduates here and students and just great stories. Yeah. Give me the goosebumps every time I, I hear it. them. Yeah. So what's your school working on? I think last time we talked to you, you just oh, moved into a fantastic school, right? building with your uh. big corner office and <laughs> all your greatness. What's going on at the school? The school is still great, wonderful. We again invite industry to come visit us. Let's you know we see should what go we're to up the to. podcast at your yeah yes university. we talked about it. You guys yeah. need to make it happen. And have the students. The oh, students so would cool. be so excited. We actually have one student that came in fall. And she said she heard about us from the podcast. Shut up. Yeah. And she, and cool. she joined the school and she continues to listen to you guys. And wow. she just loves all the podcasts. So that was amazing because our students, even though you tell them, they oftentimes don't register. Yeah. yeah. But this student just came out of nowhere, freshman, you know. And she's like, yeah, I heard about you from the podcast. I, I came back. Very that's exciting. Really good. So you, that's so a compliment. Keep that up the good work because you guys are out there and you're doing an amazing service Appreciate to the profession. It. And he and I still get along, even though I'm always late. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> he wants to kick my I've just half learned the time. to <laughs> accept. <laughs> yes, accept and deny. Yeah. You're getting ready to head out. Yeah. I'm glad I was able to catch up with you guys. Yes. Yeah. It's always a pleasure and an honor. Yeah. Well. Uh, and love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you, thank 104, you so number one, number what, 52? Congratulations. And yeah. 104. 100 podcasts. We love Yay. you. Yay. Yeah. Awesome. And it only took two years. Yeah. <laughs> Just thank a short you. 100 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> we do. Have a good meeting. Awesome. We thank love you. Thank you so much. You too, Thanks guys. Thanks. Barb, I got a call from a doctor who's looking for a new lab. What? That's awesome. Did they start to send you work yet? Yeah, but unfortunately her impressions are terrible. Miss margins, distortions all over. I don't know what to do. Well, she's probably looking for a new lab because the last lab stopped taking her impressions. You know, bad dentists, they go from lab to lab to lab. Yeah, that's probably what she's doing. But you know, I just got this account. I don't want to lose it. When I talked to her, I asked what impression material she was using, and it was some brand I've never heard of. Yeah, there's a lot of crappy impressions out there. I don't understand why offices use cheaper materials to save money up front, but in the end, it ends up costing them twice as much, and with all the remakes for us and for them that they end up doing. And, you know, we gotta eat the remake costs. Yeah, that's so true. I really wish I could find an impression company I could rely on for help, and the doctors can get the help they need for us to get the records we need. So there you have it. Check out Kettenbach. This German manufactured impression materials taking the U.S. by storm. Not only do they use top-notch patented technology, but they have a dedicated customer service team that will work with your accounts, which is amazing. Interesting. So do I just call the doctor and tell her to switch? 
you know, what if she doesn't want to? Well, you know how doctors are. Most of them are pretty open and say, hey, if I can do better, please let me know. So if I was you, I would tell her to call Kettenbach Direct. Give her the number of 877-532-2123. They've actually got a $99 starter kit. They will put her in touch with a local rep. And they also have a lot of materials that labs use every day, like the Panacell Lab Putty Hard and Lab Putty Soft. They've got soft reline. They've got bite registration material. And when a lab orders, guys, listen up, 25% off your first order. All you have to do is mention the code Dental Lab Podcast 25. Plus, they sell direct, so there are even more savings. Whoa, wait a minute. I've heard about that lab, putty. We use it here in our lab. I didn't even realize it was made by Kettenbach. That is amazing lab putty that our technicians love. I'm going to check out kettenbach-dental.us right now and then call my new doctor. So just hearing Elvis say it's an amazing lab putty. There you go. There's a super awesome recommendation. So call him. Thanks for your support of the podcast, Kettenbach. Thank you. A big thanks to Jordan, Craig, Zach, and our good friend Renata. It's good to step away from the laboratory to learn about what the doctors and staff are doing on the clinical side. It helps us help them, that's for sure. And thank you to the good people at Kettenbach for helping Elvis and I get to the Voices of Dentistry meeting, which we really had a great time. And and it was just amazing how so many dentists just love Voices of Dentistry. And there's a ton of podcasts that Elvis and I had no idea about that we were able to check out. So check them out at kettenbach-dental.us. And we know, like we said, it's a long episode with a lot of added content, but we just wanted to let everybody know that the DLAT Texas meeting has been rescheduled until October 1st through 4th, 2020. We will definitely keep you updated on the podcast on this meeting. We're super sad that we're not traveling, but to be honest with you, I think it was a really good decision. A lot of the meetings that we have been going to for the last two, three months have been postponed. So I think it was a good positive call on their part, even though we're disappointed we're not going. Yeah, I need to get out of this town. (laughs) Sure. I don't think you will be for a while, though. Just saying. I don't think anybody will be. All right, everybody. We appreciate it. Stay safe out there. We'll all get through this, and we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. Bye. I don't even know what day it is, let alone what time it is.